Matt Wright, and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, Ken, Co, Promised Land, Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Ken what? Co, Promised Land, Cohen. Ken Copeland. Wow. <laughs> that either took like a lot of thought or you just came up with that as you were talking. Just came up with it. Okay. Yeah. Came up with it in the intro. In the intro. And watching because you don't Copeland. know what that other guy's name is. I have no clue what that guy's name is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, let's find out what that guy's name is because I bet he has a way better name we can Jewify. Pastor Insurrection. Ken Peters, Ken Promise Leaders. No. Greg Locke. Greg Locke. Greg Locks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Why is it amazing? Because you're here. Now sit here by the campfire. I forgot I still had this up. Uh, we love you, and we are so glad that you are here. This is a muddied watered re- media. Let's do that again. This is a muddied water. Sp- I don't live. Know. I have no idea what <laughs> I was expecting to say. That this is a muddied waters media production. Check us out everywhere, all social media platforms, all uh, podcasting platforms, everywhere. Wherever you are watching or listening to this right now, continue to check us out there. And wherever that there is, uh, if you have not already, be sure to subscribe, follow, like, whatever the thing is on that thing for you to be able to stay watching our things. And if that thing is YouTube, uh, then be sure uh, to – this is not Fire Festival, Jason. Thank you. You've lost the game again. Uh, the – uh, if it's on YouTube, yeah, no, every time. If it's on YouTube, be sure Man. not just to press subscribe, hit the bell. I want your phone to explode with notifications every single time we go live or upload anything or post anything or do anything. I don't want you to escape us. And I want you to share it. Give the gift of muddied waters today. Kids love it. I had a, I had a different nickname that I was going to give you today oh. because of the thing that you've been saying to Jason and I was going to call you Carlos Mencia Steen or Stein Steen Steen because you've been stealing sick Mensch Mensch Steen Mensch Mensch because you've been stealing Sarah's shtick Yes. Because that is the only way they communicate with each other. Is like, by he's like Carlos Mencia is stealing your stuff. It's good. It's, good. Well it's call- good, solid. It's an evergreen routine. And now it's mine. <laughs> and and okay, unlike with Norm uh, McDonald, I didn't even wait for Sarah to die. Because she's probably, <laughs> I'm probably going to die before her. So I, I would, uh, I mean, just statistically, I'm a male. I'm older than her. Uh, and I have multiple sclerosis. Um, but, uh, no, actually there's no, cause we're both Jewish. She lives in, you have like 12 years on her. Yeah, no, I, 
that's depressing. Maybe not for her. I'm <laughs> glad she's glad she's going to do well. Anyway, yeah, uh, she's gonna be fine. thank you all for tuning in. This is going to be a very, as always, uh, non-controversial episode where we talk about really nice <laughs> things that unify people. It's about unifying people. I do want to say before yes. we we get started, I just want to thank everyone. We we I just realized right before we went live, this is the two-year anniversary of my getting the uh, the nomination to be the Libertarian Party's vice presidential candidate. And we were trying to figure out if it if it feels like it was two weeks ago or two decades ago. And our consensus, well, we both agreed, I guess that's a consensus, uh, that the answer to that is yes. Like it, it absolutely feels like both yesterday and like a hundred thousand years ago. Anyway, thank you all for being a part about this, part of this, and thank you for your support and your love. And thank you for tuning in. First and foremost, First and foremost, let me thank Justin. I had to think, like, because I didn't go today. I oh. This was in my fridge. So I had to think about who gave it to me yesterday. Who gave it uh, to Justin, you? let me thank Justin for the kava that I'm drinking on today's episode. And allow me to thank Le Bleu for this delicious purified drinking water that I'm drinking on this episode. Full of vodka. Full of vodka. So according to my Facebook feed and my Twitter feed and probably my Instagram feed, I'm not 100% sure, is something happening in Reno? Oh, I'm sure. Because I'm it sure. seems it's it seems like everybody's going weekend there. And or, it's I, a I big pop in town there. It just seems like so many people are going there this week. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, like, yeah, after, after you have you Vegas know, right there. The lockdowns. You know, people got a case of the gambles, and so they're <laughs> they're ready to. Yeah, ready I, to I understand that. I can go like just right down the road, and gamble. So, really? Yeah, I have a casino like thirty minutes from my house. Oh wow! We used to have um. Thanks, mini Seminole tribes, but they... yeah, I was going to say we don't have any native tribes here, uh, but we do have. In 2000, they got rid of gambling. At the very set, like at, on January 1st, 2000, gambling was made illegal and the lottery was introduced. And I just, even I was 18, and I remember thinking, does no one see what just happened here? Like, that's just me. They took it away. They took it away from a company and gave yeah, it to Yeah, they the took it away from the private sector and they're, now they're doing it. And I remember people were like, it's a good thing we got that gambling out of here. And I remember they literally took out the slot machines and put in these counters so that people could sit there and, and do their scratch off tickets all day. And I was like, what did we just do? Anyway. Uh, yes. Fairness, uh, so I have to say, I have to say if they put in counters for people to do the scratch offs at the counters, uh, God bless them for not allowing them to do it at the front of the line while I am trying to get gas at 830 yeah. in the morning and somebody's sitting there. Can I get number five? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Can I get a number 20? Oh God, it makes me so mad. Yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. I'm fine with them having the counters there. I just think they should have just let the slot machine stay too and put a little thing on it next to it, a little like a little uh, armrest area that you can also do your, your scratch off tickets, you know, let them get. Yeah. They want to get poor faster, let them, I say. Let them do it. Yeah. Unless you're someone that not listens to this and, you know, does that as your retirement plan, then I think it's going to work. I'm proud of you. 
This episode <laughs> is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing caucus in the Libertarian Party. Uh, check us out in Reno, where we will be at the, well, I guess technically, well, they're everywhere, but uh, we'll be at the Libertarian Party National Convention that's going on this weekend. Uh, and also, if you want to join the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, go to the exclusive Facebook page, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. You can also go to muddywatersmedia.com. Go to our store and get some sweet Waffle House Caucus swag. Who else is our uh, is our show brought to you by? Well, more on that later. Mudwater. Mud oh, yes, Mudwater, who is bringing you the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment brought to you by Mudwater, the most appropriately named sponsor of Muddy Waters Media. If you woke up today and said, my God, I am sick of most things in my life, but especially coffee. If there's nothing I'd never like to have again more than coffee, it's, I don't know, it's coffee. I don't want coffee anymore. I threw a lot of negatives in there. I'm trying to make sure if that made sense. But anyway, this is part of the problem. It's why my brain isn't working right, and I need, I need to stop with the coffee, Spike and Matt. I would like instead to have something that's made out of masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. And I'm sure that that would taste... I'm sure I would like that. Well, great news, folks. We have exactly that. It's called mud water, and it is all of those ingredients combined, and it tastes like all of those ingredients combined it has one seventh of the caffeine of a cup of coffee just enough caffeine to get you all hyped up like this i also take b12 so i mean i want to say i think that probably helps a little bit too but not so much caffeine that it ends up leaving you rough and and weary at the end of the day and dragging and causing heart problems and and even an increase apparently an increase in cancers certain cancers later in life certain cancers you don't want that so go to muddywatersmedia.com, or no, muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud and get your mud water today. Also, there's a small percentage of people who are allergic to pre-ground coffee because of the amount allowable of cockroaches that end up in the grinders. Uh, so if you don't want to drink cockroach juice, switch to mud water. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a it's it seems a small like they could have a good. They could stop that. So it's it's one of those things like they're going to get into the grinders. So like the FDA is just like, well, you know, it's like with the hot dogs thing, and you find out what's in hot dogs, uh, and it's like, oh well, they're allowed a certain percentage because they're just going to get into the stuff anyway. Uh, but with coffee grinders. Uh, roaches love coffee and so when they're being ground up roaches will go in to get it and they'll get ground up with it and uh you end up drinking cockroach juice well that's so either get whole bean coffee or switch to mud water oh yeah or you could switch to mud water which i would assume well i'll tell you what if it does have roaches we'll be able to taste it anyway but i'll tell you something else folks that's awful laissez-faire of the fda to be like well you know listen cockroaches will be cockroaches and i guess we just gotta (laughs) let now you know i mean god forbid you're making baby formula then we've got some troubles friend but uh uh, cockroaches in the coffee that shows you where the priorities are in america you know if they shut down a factory that was making coffee because they had cockroaches in it 
there would be riots in the streets and many people dead. Instead, they just cut off the formula because babies don't riot good. They don't have well-developed leg muscles and their propensity for violence is typically low. It's just uh, they're not they're not a they're a peaceful yeah. be they're mostly peaceful babies and so they just you know <laughs> and speaking it comes of comes to sleep schedules well yes uh, uh so but speaking so of before uh, we get be, before nope um <laughs> before we get started with our with what was planned for today's episode we just wanted to touch very briefly on what happened in texas today yeah. uh we obviously know about it it is a it is a travesty we're you know heartbroken it is a terrible thing that has occurred in texas um but we stand by waiting at least 24 hours before saying anything that way you get all of the facts and this is way too new for us to uh come out and make any off the cuff uh announcements about what happened so we understand our hearts are with the victims our hearts are with the families of the victims um our hearts are with everybody in uh in texas right now uh but after some more facts come out we'll be able to talk about it a little bit a little bit more uh but we do not want to jump the gun um and say anything too early that we will have to apologize for later which is likely what would happen that's 100 percent what would happen history has proven like history Uh, has proven not to mention all the times we say things where we don't apologize knowing full well (laughs) it wouldn't hurt saying is wrong yeah (laughs) Speaking of which, a sad thing <laughs> happened today. It's very sad. Very sad thing in Texas. Um, and and in also, Dallas. also a sad thing in Texas. Also in Dallas. Well, no, uh, the other one was just outside of, San, well, 60 miles from San Antonio. Oh, okay, um, okay. For some reason, I thought it was Dallas. Okay. Well, then that I didn't makes know how to less na- offensive. I didn't know how to say the name of the city, so that's why I just said Texas the texas but in dallas an assassination attempt on george w bush was thwarted today and they believe that isis was behind the failed operation now which means the cia was behind this failed operation (laughs) we here at muddied waters have obtained exclusive footage of the attempted assassination of former President Bush. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Almost. Oh, almost. Oh, twice. Got to warm up the Missed. old throwing arm before the... Missed twice. Twice. I... To this day, I will say, and I we've talked about this, that duck... Was that little like boom like that, and then the full on like all the way down and coming back up and smile? That that guy was athletic. Like as presidents go, between that and his like opening pitch at the World Series oh, in two thousand one, where he yeah, just freaking yeah. like 
He was he, he threw a that mass ball right down the middle. Right down the middle. Looked like little effort. Now he says he had to ice his shoulder down after, and I believe him. Um, but I, I mean, the guy was in his fifties doing that, and so you know, say what you want about George W. Bush, mass murderer, lied us into war. The man was athletic. He was. He he was a. Uh, I think he was he a baseball player or was his dad a? Ba- I know his dad was his, a baseball player. In his dad was. His dad, had he not become like the head of the demonic New World Order, he would have uh, ended up being a professional baseball player. He was. He played. Uh, he was like in the star team at Yale. Um, he, yeah. he was like a. Yeah, he was like a pro level baseball player. Um, but Somewhere then he decided around... to be like an evil mastermind. Somewhere around this house, actually, I think it's right up there. Uh, I have a picture of uh, Babe Ruth talking to George H.W. Bush on the pitcher's mound, giving him pointers. Wow. Yeah. And then and and H.W. was like, "Listen, do what we say, or you'll die of an overdose." And he's like, "Hey, kid, I don't take orders from nobody." And then it's very sad. I don't. He didn't die of an overdose. That's why I did this. Hmm. <laughs> the man was famously overweight. <laughs> That's why I did this. <laughs> he ate like 37 hot dogs for each game. And he drank. One would like... call that an overdose. I don't know. <laughs> he overdosed on food he also did a lot of cocaine as well that's like he did a lot of cocaine based on his body type i'm thinking that's not true hey speaking of deep thoughts by kamala harris when we talk about our children i know for this group we all believe that when we talk about the children of the community they are the children of the community. Man, that's very it's good stuff. Some would call it's that axiomatic. Stuff. Does it seem to you, as somebody who went to high school, do, does it feel like to you whenever she is speaking, she is trying to hit a page count? like you did in high school when you were writing an essay and you just repeat yeah. the same sentence over and over and over again. Yeah. Like book reports and stuff like that. And that is why I believe what I have said, which is that I think that, well, yeah. And yeah, but what's crazy. So I do a lot of public speaking. Okay. And there are times I'm sure there are times I've said stuff where it's like, well, what? Like, you know, why did he say that? Or like, I repeat myself or something like that. I mean, that happens. I also like do it off the cuff. I don't read from a, from a, a you know, I don't, I don't read from something. I don't uh, have a teleprompter. These people have teleprompters. These people have like, they don't just. She what? has like, they notes. Have, she has notes. They have teleprompters and it's crazy. So when you're like, you know, uh, if you're a president or if you're like at that level, you're running for, you know, a big office or something, they have multiple teleprompters so that you can look at the crowd and say things and not lose your place in your prepared speech that someone wrote for you. And yet she'll get up. And then if if that messes up or if all else fails, you can look down at your notes. She's got all of that. And then she'll be like the children of our community. 
are the children are of our community. The children of our community. We believe, the people here believe when we are talking about the children, when we are talking with the people here about talking about the children of our community, we believe that the children of our community are the children of, our, the children community. of our community. I mean, I guess you could be against that if you're a bigot. <laughs> She had one that uh, we posted on the socials the other day. Uh, God, what was it she said? I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, she said something so stupid uh, that I watched it and I went, well, that is exactly what I expected from her. It's, uh, it's wild. She said, when we are working together, we are going to work together to work together. And then we can all have a chance to work together something wow. along those lines this yeah, is was, uh i think so you know a, a lot of people are like you know this wasn't a good pick by joe biden he was picking her just because she's a black woman and that's gonna blow up in his face or whatever i think joe biden has picked her because she makes him look like he's actually a good public speaker i think he picked no that's fair i think he picked her because he knew that if he were to lose the House and the Senate in 22, uh, they would not impeach him. Because that would be the leader of the free world. I kind of think that would be entertaining, though. Although he's entertaining. He, I mean, it's really a pick-your-poison type of thing. Yeah, it's sort do, of like... Do you uh, want the, neither Golden one can string a sentence together. WB. I don't remember the last time we had a president that could really string a sentence together. Clinton was good, but nothing he said ever made sense, but they were sentences. I'll give him that. They were legit sentences and they, and he presented them pretty smoothly. Yeah. If he'd have people like, but, wow, that I don't know what he said, but why are, why am I, why, where are my pants? And he was pretty good at that. Um, so <laughs> that depends on what the definition of is is of your pants, of your pants. Speaking of smooth talkers saying nothing, former Vice President Mike Pence says he's open to running versus Trump. Good luck, pal. In uh, in twenty four, and he will go where we're called. Well, I know where That's you right. go. He went to. <laughs> To the electrocution farm. Um, <laughs> wow. I was just going to say hell, but I guess what you said isn't as bad. Depends. Um, so he was down in Georgia yesterday to uh, join ranks against Trump's vengeance store uh, against Brian Kemp. And obviously he was taking the side of Brian Kemp. It's Brian Kemp, right? Because we kept yeah, messing that up in the election. No, last yeah, year. it was me. No, it was me. I kept calling him like David Kemp or something like that. It's it's Brian right. Kemp. Yeah. Okay, uh, Brian. Like I said it, and I was like, oh, is that wrong? Um, no, no, it's right. One of Trump's one of Trump's spokespersons said Pence is desperate to chase his lost relevance, which really, that's both of them. I mean, at this point, yeah, like you're even seeing it. Uh, 
Trump at his rallies is increasingly getting booed or or there's just long moments of silence. I think people are going to watch the spectacle. Now, I, I will yeah, say this. So like, if, if, if Trump runs for the nomination in 24, he'll get it. I, I don't think that... I don't, I don't know. think there's any... Really? I don't know. Like I th- so Trump's going to have his base. He's going to have his base of Republicans of oh god, I'm just going to say 36% of Republicans. Just I, base. And, Yeah, and it, it's a great base. But I think that um I think that you're going to see Pence, Trump, DeSantis. And I think Pence drops early because he realizes that everybody hates him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's going to end up being DeSantis versus Trump. And I think that a lot of the people will coalesce behind DeSantis, and uh, it'll be this like I, if I had to guess right now, DeSantis versus Newsom in the election. I think DeSantis wins that. I think DeSantis wins that. I think he wins that. Yeah, I think he wins that, and I think he wins it pretty easily. Newsom having to constantly defend himself against the possibility of being removed, even though it doesn't happen, but that's only because it's a deep blue state. I I think DeSantis wins that. Yeah, no, I think think DeSantis wins that because so many people have left are leaving California to get away from Newsom and his to policies. To go to not, Florida. Yes, to go to Florida. To come, yeah, and then, to come here and yeah. try to screw up whatever's happening here. Um, yes. Actually, yeah, you know, so I, 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 that's, you know, also, that's they're, common... they're stopping in Texas as well. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, remember, there are a lot of people that say the reason that uh, Florida is now basically solidly red is because of all the New Yorkers and Californians that have moved away from blue states to get away from that. So I, I remember uh, in Texas uh, when Ted Cruz ran against um, Beto, Beto uh, against Beto O'Rourke, uh, he got Beto actually in exit polling. Beto got a slight majority of people that were born in Texas. Uh, they did exit polling thinking that it would show that, you know, uh, the, the people born in Texas supported Cruz and the people that were, weren't born in Texas that, that moved there supported um, O'Rourke. It was actually the exact opposite. It was actually um, it was actually the, the people that had come from other states supported uh, Cruz by like double digits. And it was like in actual like native born Texans. I think it was like it was within the margin of error. So it was pretty much a toss up either way. But it was like by like one or two percent, they supported uh, Beto. So let's just call that even. It was the it was the the people from out of state. Anyway, uh, back to this. I do think that it is. uh, You know, it's weird that. So what Mike Pence is doing is he's a Republican, a prominent Republican who's supporting a Republican for re-election, which has become controversial in the GOP. It's, and the reason is because Brian Kemp wouldn't bow to Trump's will and declare the election for him. Law or whatever. Yeah. 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 
and we literally have him on like we have the the audio footage of with full context of trump saying say it's fake say that it's that you found some votes say it's my say i won and he and the election commission guy are like or the secretary of state or whoever it was are like no we can't do we can't do that that's that's highly illegal. illegal and we can't we can't do that we'd have to back it up we can't we can't do it i just he's like oh you have to I do it 11 i just need eleven thousand votes eleven thousand yeah. just give me eleven thousand votes eleven thousand votes yeah and and so and he's still attacking him for it it's amazing it's just amazing it's amazing what a great time like he would you know what else so is trump was supporting david purdue like massively in this uh in this primary and yes. it it looks like Kemp is just going to destroy Purdue, which is going to be a massive loss for Trump yeah. because then he's going to have to go to Georgia to primary and be like, yes, sorry that I just insulted your governor for the last. Yeah. I mean, so this is part of the pattern. Four years. This is the pattern of the pattern of Trump is. He comes in with a huge splash. He he changes a pair, seemingly changes paradigms, changes everything, and he comes in and says, "I'm going to do amazing things, and I'm bringing in the best people, and we're going to do great." And then he comes in, and that doesn't happen because he's actually not good at running things. He's good at branding and marketing. He's not good at running things. And so then he blames it on all the people he's around. He's constantly firing all of them. The people he brought in who were the best and finest people are now the idiots and losers, morons. It's all their fault. And then as things crumble, he just takes everyone down with him. It's everyone else's fault on earth. He leaves his best supporters uh, or investors completely high and dry. He walks away holding the bag. You know, like it's it is this is a because it's politics it doesn't happen as quickly as in the market where like you fail pretty quickly uh but we're just watching it slowly play out where it's like okay i'm no longer longer relevant i'm going to destroy the republican party while i go down in flames it's just it's incredible to watch um but it's not as bad as in 2016 way back in the in the the dark muddied waters list years of 2016 nope. <laughs> oh yeah well I no mean, we I started we Dece- were... it was december of 2016 started... right so the i assume this was before december of 2016 uh yeah uh actually this may have been like we we may have talked about this on our first show So remember back in 2016 when Trump called the president of Taiwan, president, president President of Taiwan. Taiwan. Yep. And everyone in the media lost their minds. Matt, do you remember that? So if we remember, like, and they said, no president has ever done this. We can't believe that he would do this, blah, 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 blah. If that is how they felt then. Wait till they see what Biden said this weekend. The reason I bother to say this, not just about Ukraine, if in fact, after all he's done, there's a rapprochement met between China, I mean, excuse me, between uh, the Ukrainians and and, uh, um, Russia, and these sanctions are not continued to be sustained in many ways, then what signal does that send to China about the cost of attempting, attempting 
to take Taiwan by force. They're already flirting with danger right now by flying so close and all the maneuvers that are undertaken. But the United States is committed. We've made a commitment. We support the one-China policy. We report all, all that we've done in the past. But that does not mean — it does not mean that China has the ability — has the — excuse me — the jurisdiction to go in and use force to take over Taiwan. So we stand firmly with Japan and with other nations that not to let that happen. And uh, my expectation is it will not happen. It will not be attempted. And my expectation is a lot of it depends upon just how strongly the world makes clear that that kind of action is going to result in long-term disapprobation by the rest of the community. Very quickly, you didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are. <laughs> That's a commitment we made. I mean, so imagine if we end up in a nuclear, worldwide nuclear winter because a geriatric, increasingly not here person off the cuff said that he would start a war with China over Taiwan after saying that he supported the one China policy. The one China policy. So for those who don't know what the one China policy is, it's just that. It is that whatever China claims to be China, which includes like Tibet, it includes like Taiwan, it includes uh, the the upper to uh, uh, what do they call it up there? They call it the um, the uh, Uyghur region, but it's uh, up there. They call it um, lower something Stan. Anyway, whatever. Um, that that's all China, and that they do have jurisdiction over that. So he just said, "Yeah, we support that." But that would be like if we said, yeah, we believe in a one America policy and that includes Puerto Rico and Hawaii and Alaska. And China's like, yeah, yeah, we support the uh, one America policy, but you can't invade Hawaii or we'll go to war with you. It's just. Except I want to hear that last part because we were laughing function. over it. Hold Hold on. I just want to say this. It's not just about you. Hold on. Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are. That's the commitment we made. That's the commitment Is we it? made. Yeah. Uh, so we, the commitment that we made is that if china were to uh attack taiwan we would supply taiwan with military supplies and equipment so that's going to be the spin if it i'm sure it already has been the spin from oh yeah from the situ from the from the uh from poor kareen can you imagine being kareen uh, uh jean-luc picard um and what she's having to go through right now um where i don't know her last name <laughs> and can you imagine having to deal with that man star trek is really getting star trek is really getting woke these days <laughs> 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 
Where's Whoopi Goldberg? They replaced Whoopi Goldberg because she wasn't intersectional enough. Now we've got Kareen Jean-Luc Picard, and they didn't even bother changing her last name to not be another Jean-Luc Picard. Gene Roddenberry is rolling in his grave. And still, somehow, the most annoying character is still Wesley. I don't know. Stacey Abrams as intergalactic president or president of Earth was kind of annoying because, you know, she hasn't won an election. They're like, ah, she's president of Earth. Of Earth. Of or Earth. the gala- galaxy. She's like, you know what it is? It's just that she's in too small of a jurisdiction. She needs to be running for the galaxy. <laughs> Georgia was too small. So yes. she needs to run for everywhere. Everything. Yes, everywhere. I want to be the president of all of this of existence you know it's like the norm mcdonald joke you know he, he remembers watching the mr world competition and then they go tune in next week for the mr universe competition and he said you know what i don't follow this too closely but i'm betting on mr world <laughs> carry my all-time favorite my favorite joke that he ever did on saturday night live um was when better than ezra was out and he goes the summer the the summer uh record numbers have come in and uh coming in at number one this this summer was the album by better than ezra coming in at number two ezra And I was a huge better than Ezra fan, and I thought that was the funniest joke. No, that's hilarious. And I, yeah, I died laughing about that up until I found out the one that was banned from SNL that I sent you that we can't even do here. No, no, we cannot. <laughs> we cannot. We do probably that shouldn't here. even talk about it. Yeah, probably not. Talking about not. inappropriate. Speaking of uh, uh, <laughs> somewhere around the, the talk about. ballpark of Ezra. Remember when Madison Cawthorn accused the GOP, the top GOP brass of having cocaine-fueled orgies and then a campaign against him happened and he lost his re-election bid? Yeah. Well, okay, so it like it was his fault that he was arrested for carrying a gun where he wasn't supposed to at an airport, even though like he should be allowed to carry a gun yes, at an airport. He and he should be. And it was his fault for getting arrested for driving on a suspended license, even though, you know, he shouldn't need a license to drive. But the ethics panel of the House of Representatives is investigating him for improperly promoting cryptocurrency without disclosing he had a financial interest (laughs) and whether or not he had an improper relationship with a staff member employed in his congressional office. Now, this is the same staff member who groped Cawthorn in one of the videos that was released and in another video where Cawthorn was seen nakedly romping on top of him and also happens to be his third cousin once removed, which isn't illegal. Yeah, so third... I'm always bad with like so, the the, the okay, step so that is his and, what, what, I, I looked this up before the show. 
that is his great great aunt's great great grandkid I think I did that right. But okay, great, so great aunt, how... great great grandkid. Okay. Um I mean really like why I think part of the reason subconsciously anyway that I married interracially is so that I'm just as far removed familially as could possibly be. I think that that's I mean it's not one of the biggest reasons. But I do think one of them is that, you know, no one can try to accuse me of incest i don't think we should be you know on a fine line here i don't think i think there's enough people out there that we don't have to be like you know i mean our families haven't had the same last name in a while if you know what i mean like i i don't like really could we not find someone a little bit a little bit more branchy like, in that uh in that family there, tree they're sharing a very minimal amount of dna together i know um, i know not that it matters because they're both guys uh <laughs> grant you know what granted because not what but still it's like well, but you know what can you imagine can you imagine the next cawthorn family reunion <laughs> and how awkward that's gonna be like his, it, his madison, crypto drop is gonna be a total bust there i'll tell you that <laughs> madison shows up you now he just kind of rolls in he's like hey guys remember i was the youngest member of the house of representatives ever and you know there's Corey, uh whatever <laughs> her guy say his name's Corey cawthorn and they're like oh look there's Corey cawthorn Corey over cawthorn. there <laughs> oh. there's Corey cawthorn over there and uh hmm remember that video that you guys had that came out and yeah. uh you guys were naked in bed together and Corey was groping you on a road trip and also how were you driving um no they can drive with the things they got the the, the hand things okay they can do yeah, that i don't know yeah. in fact let's talk about that for a second you know for people who okay. you know i was on a i did a clubhouse last night about people with chronic illnesses and how you overcome them and you know i should have said if i had thought of it but i'm thinking of it now so i'm definitely going to say it absolutely gonna regret it uh you know <laughs> you think you know you get hit with bad news in your about your health you know you're you're you, you know you've got a chronic illness like i like i do you uh you you know you get in a bad accident you can't walk anymore or something like that and i mean obviously it seems devastating at the time and it's certainly going to change your life in a major way but look at this kid he's out here running for office well running for office he's well, out here rolling. you know rolling romping i liked romping you could still romp yeah. you he, can still romp he romped so good he was he romping for office uh wins okay pretends to be he like cosplay is cosplays as this like alt-right christian nationalist turns out he's like really super gay and uh it breaks wide open the GOP gay orgy cartels and uh, with with cocaine and uh, you know out here driving without a license. Not only is he driving, he's driving dirty, freaking showing up to the <laughs> airport packing. Like this guy's living it. This guy is living 
the life that a lot of libertarians like to pretend they live and the and now and it's and and now look out here defrauding people with cryptocurrencies i think it just goes to show like it, it it's not over till it's over so stay strong rolling dirty he's rolling dirty literally he's rolling dirty he's having (laughs) sexual relationships with his family like this guy is just out there (laughs) he is not letting anything stop him you don't have no your legs don't work also that's your cousin none of that matters to me i'm madison cawthorn so don't what are you gonna say what are you what's stopping you what's stopping you you america you can't say anything to me you'll you'll be an ableist He'll just cancel you. Right. <laughs> so don't let anything stop your dreams, folks, is what I'm saying. I, I, except the cousin part and the fraud right. yeah, part. That's... Maybe just don't. Those two parts. I'm not even going to make a value judgment about showing up armed at the airport. That's on you. You decide that. Or driving without a license. Yeah, or driving without a license. Care. That, again, on you. That's a personal I also don't choice. really think him talking about a cryptocurrency without you know, properly disclosing he owns some of Nobody's talking about cryptocurrency unless they already own some of the cryptocurrency. Nobody, sorry, let me rephrase that. Nobody is talking about cryptocurrency in a positive light (laughs) unless they own some of the cryptocurrency. Or unless you're Elon Musk and then you talk (laughs) negatively about the one that you're buying while talking positively about the one you're selling. So don't let things stop you is all I'm trying to say, except the cousin thing. Let the cousin thing stop you. Yes. There are plenty of third other cousin. Non- don't I don't want to hear third cousin once removed is like basically no relation. I'm just trying to picture that. Like, so who would be someone? You know what? I probably don't even know my third cousins that are out there. No. Which is another reason I didn't date Jewish. Check me. I know, like I know, my, my, I know my like first cousins once removed, which I always thought was my second cousin, and then I found out that that's not what that is. Um, so, like, I know, like my cousins' kids. I know, I know them, but I don't okay. know anybody beyond. Like that. even the next the yeah. next one over i i get it like and again they're both male so it's not like we have to worry about them passing some weird genie genealogical problem off but still just don't let the i just right. there's another there i bet there's you think your cousin's hot i bet there's someone way hotter who's not your cousin i bet who's not gonna make christmas really awkward right and sure it's not as convenient as just going to your family reunion and looking for people you don't recognize but you know, that's the spice of life, getting out there. Yes. Anyway, speaking of variety, um, we made an announcement last me- week. <laughs> that it was our last live show. That that was our last live episode. <laughs> so, Obviously. breaking news, it wasn't. <laughs> tricked you no so here's here's what we're doing uh we are going to do obviously this one live because we already started 
And then we're doing uh, next uh, uh, Tuesday, we are doing a live episode. And then after that, we are starting our new format, uh, which is that we are going to um, switch to, uh, due to our travel schedules, uh, we've had to miss a lot of episodes because it's a live format. It has to be at the exact same day and everything. And also doing a live program, something always has to be sacrificed. It might not be exactly on time. Uh, we're having to produce it live as we're going. So there's, you know, little weird things that happen, audio issues that can come up or streaming problems that can happen. And so what we've decided to do, also it's a long, our episodes are long, hour and a half, two hours. And we love y'all that stick around for the whole thing. But the reality is a lot of people, like they just don't have the time to spend that much on just an episode of something. So what we're going to be doing uh, is starting uh, two weeks from now, we're going to start having episodes on uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday, um, and they're going to be pre-recorded episodes, but they're going to be about 20 minutes long, 20 to 40 minutes long, um, and they'll be uh, on a specific subject. Uh, and then for our Muddied Waters subscribers, and if you want to become a subscriber, you know what to do. Go to anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe. If you want to become a subscriber, uh, you will get access to the third episode every single week, which will be the best one. We'll make sure that's the best one, of course. Um, so if you want to see the best of those three episodes, uh, be sure to become a subscriber. If you are a subscriber, great news. You're getting more free, uh, more, more exclusive content. You're getting more content. content more content sweet sweet content um so we will be doing that uh instead of a two-hour show we'll be doing a we'll be doing three and a half hour plus shows i saw uh earlier in the comments joe hanush said this obviously isn't live because matt doesn't know what time of day it is because i started it off with my usual good morning good afternoon or good evening um, uh, he always does that I always do that. But the reason I always do it is because when I wrote the intro, we were an audio only show that didn't go live. Mm -hmm. But it and still works because the majority of the people that consume this show are through the podcast. So yep. like the bulk of this is actually listeners. And I have to remind myself of that when I don't explain the visual cues. <laughs> like, because I'm watching it and I'm like, ha ha, see that? Well, actually what I'm describing is a, uh, what I'm looking at here is a, <laughs> picture of madison cawthorn with his third cousin once removed naked <laughs> we're not actually looking at that yeah we're, um, not, yeah we're not looking at that we did not show that video because we have learned our lesson about showing things like that yeah the lesson is no yeah the lesson is don't do that the lesson is absolutely not what were you thinking spike <laughs> When Spike does not do the notes. <laughs> so, speaking of, I think th this was an idea from Spike, wasn't it? This, uh, yeah. Originally? I don't know. Maybe this was your idea. Anyway, it was a good one. Uh, this is now the uh, segment for the personal injury attorney, Chris this Reynolds, attorney at law. Anchor call-in moment brought to you by personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you are in the great state of of florida and you are personally injured well i have some good news for you i'm sorry that happened to you also if you would like to get a bunch of money because when you've been personally injured that's what you need right you need money you need that lots cold, of money hard cash cold hard cash just some big just fanning money just fan yourself off 
which you need to do because Florida gets awful hot down there and muggy too, right? And there's a nice breeze if you're by the water, but sometimes even that's not enough. You need some money to fan you off real good. And personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, can get it for you if you go to Chris yeah ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. Uh, he can get you those stacks, dumb, stupid stacks of money. Just like so, you can make like a rap video, and you can get like a oh, stripper. Yeah. And like do that, and the money's on her, and she's in the bed, and you do it like in slow motion, so it looks kind of like weird and graphic. What really, like, if you watch it at full speed, it just looks stupid, because there's just like some chick laying on the bed, and you're throwing money at her. I mean, I guess in person it looks great, but you know, it doesn't translate well. ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. So you can leave uh, messages for us. Uh, if by going to anchor.fm slash money waters, uh, while you're there, you can also become a subscriber for only 10 bucks a month. You get all sorts of exclusive money content, uh, and we like you more, but if you don't want to do that, you can just go on over to anchor.fm slash muddy waters and leave us messages and we will answer them right here during the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor call in moment. And we will continue doing that when we switch to the, uh, to the new, uh, format. So, uh, oh, I got to pull it up. Hold on. Do we even have any? I think we have one. Oh, no, we have fur. But I think, I have a feeling these last, I think we have two. I think um, these are the same. Uh, I cleared out, I, I, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I cleared everything out the other day. No, these are new ones, but I think three of the, three of the four yeah, are just the same yeah, one. They, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so here is the first one from mtal underscore six from arizona hello matt and spike it's me again harrison calling in on the personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at wall anchor call-in moment and i just wanted to tell you about something cool that happened last night so my representative tom o'howran um he had a town hall last night in the small town of springville arizona and i decided to go and ask some questions to hopefully get some of the audience there to see things in a different light. And I really tricked him up, tripped him up on inflation and Ukraine and COVID mandates. And I got a lot of people afterwards asking about libertarianism. Um, and I even got the chance to name drop the newly created libertarian party of Apache County. So I just wanted to nice. say for the benefit of your listeners, um, going to small town town halls can be a good way to get attention for the Libertarian Party and the Liberty Movement and have people think of ideas in a way they hadn't before. Absolutely. Great work. That's exactly the kind of stuff. Guerrilla marketing for the LP and for the movement that we need to do. Uh, another thing. Here's what I would suggest moving forward. Next time, get uh, if you haven't. I mean, maybe you did. I don't know. But if you didn't, next time that you do something like that or any of you watching that want to do something like this, get it recorded. Like, get it recorded of you doing it because that shit goes viral. Like, if you really trip up someone and leave them sitting there like like that, that's, like, a great thing to go by. And then tag me in it so I can go and signal boost it and we can share it here on Muddy Waters Media and be like, hey, look at this schmuck. And, uh, and look what he did to uh, – uh, oh, no, I guess you're not the schmuck. He's the schmuck. Look at this schmuck and look what, look what uh, the great libertarian did uh, for us. Look what he did. And so that's, yeah, do that. That's awesome. That's fantastic, man. Great work. Uh, and then here's another one from Josh. 
I believe Josh McHose, but we'll find out together. Yeah, that's Josh. Hey, Matt and Spike, Josh McHose here. Just wanted to let Spike know that I had some salmon for him. Check your messages. Yes. He's meeting me in Reno. Allow me. Allow me to say, well, fuck you, Josh. You should go to Reno. He's got salmon. I'm going to eat so much salmon. So Joshua McHose came to me in Wasilla, Alaska and brought me a, I'm not exaggerating because it was the width of whatever the width of, um, of like a, a roll of tinfoil is. It was the width of that because he had to use more tinfoil lengthwise to wrap around it because the width couldn't hold. The filet was this big and he brought it to me. He had just finished. I forget if he was baking it or smoking it or roasting. I think, I think he grilled it and he brought it there and even had these little like onion, like, like onions cut on. Oh, so good. And so he brought it and he thought I was going to be like, oh, this is great. Thank you. I'll have this. I literally ate it in front of him. Matt knows this. I will straight up eat pounds of food in front of you while not breaking eye contact like i i yes. like i eat it's a little weird like, it's very weird like a caveman or something and so i'm like holy crap this is so, oh it's so warm what is this teriyaki and i like put it on a plate and said oh come on in like it was in my in our hotel and i like come on in and we're sitting there talking i ate the anyone wow you ate the whole thing i said yes i ate the whole thing thank you for that pound and a half of salmon and so uh and and that's all i ate i didn't eat and I was good for most of the rest of the night. I didn't even have to eat anything after that. Anyway, I will see yeah, you in it, Reno, Josh. And thank you. It, it's it's a very weird thing to see uh, Spike eat because he he's a slender man for anybody who has met him in person. Like he's not a big guy. Uh, you know, he's he, he says he's five ten, but he's five nine. Um, and I, and I had three quarters. Sure. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly how tall you are because that's how tall i am um if you i'm gonna notice, guess i'm about, about three quarters of an inch just above you no you're not that's <laughs> you're really not it's so creepy how we're like the same height and our hand sizes are the same and like we're like some kind but we exactly look nothing alike but yet yeah, we're absolutely nothing alike. like we don't we're as apart looking as two white men could look but <laughs> But also, like, strikingly exactly the same. It's very weird. But, yes, but then I eat, it's like, a, like an absolute he, it, Yeah, it's – it's an, like, the first time that we ate together, <laughs> I think he was trying not to come off as yes. a glutton. Yeah. Because he had, like, a normal amount of food for somebody of his height and weight. And he was just kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and eat this one piece of salmon. Like, yeah, it was a good size filet. Like it wasn't, yeah, yeah. it wasn't anything. It wasn't like, oh, like he's trying really? to diet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, come yeah. on. I know you're still hungry. Um, but the next time we ate together and there was salmon, I couldn't tell you the amount of poundage that he just put away and he kept going, do you need more? And I was thinking, no, look at me. I don't, how much food do you think I can fit? And he ate all of it. It was, in, it was amazing. We bought two 
family packs from Bonefish, which is each one in and of themselves is a family pack, which means it can feed a family. Like two adults and two children should be able to eat the amount of fish and salad and sides and bread. Now, keep in mind, I don't eat bread. So that's more filling. So that's I have more room for fish. And so uh, and so I ate everyone. I ate about the same amount of fish as everyone else there did. Actually, probably more. And it reached a point where I started asking people, do you want me to leave any pieces for you? And they're all like, no, we no. ate enough when we had our two pieces. And... <laughs> And I'm like, great. Yeah, I think I had and so three. I had basically three plates of fish. <laughs> Salmon just, and mahi. And he's not lying when he says, I don't break eye contact, because he will eat and stare I'll at talk, you. I'll and, talk with you the whole time, yeah. Yeah, con- converse the entire time and put down four pounds of fish. Yeah. If you don't eat bread and starches, you it, vegetables and fish aren't that filling for me and i just or me which is why i eat bread and starches yeah but i don't say i don't that's why i'm slender i'm slender because i am i didn't say you're not slender i said if i eat like a rice and and, i think i'm slenderer slenderer i can't eat uh gluten anyway so most breads are out anyway if i eat like rice and stuff I get paunchy and I don't like that. So instead, I don't. I just eat lots and lots, like an unsettlingly large amount of seafood and and vegetables. I just discovered, like, I am, God, I don't even want to, like, talk about this because they aren't advertisers. But I did not know that a very famous nationwide donut company that hails from the northeast that america allegedly runs on um but we don't want to say their name don't want to say their name they came out with these bag like their bagels with cream cheese inside they're like bagel bites with cream cheese inside and I had that today and dear God, like that is just, that is the combination that America has been waiting for. Unless, well, you you know know who I think, or you know who I think could make that the gravy King, you know, who, who could farm the cows that, uh, make the, milk for the cream cheese and then also farm the wheat that they use to make the bagels bull johnson travis bull johnson is running for congress in minnesota's seventh district which is the western half of minnesota it's huge it's a huge district bull johnson is running he's a farmer he's a loving family man he's a good guy he's one of my friends i like him actually he's a cool guy I like hanging out with him. Travis Bull Johnson says, raise cattle, not taxes. And he's going to lower the taxes and raise more cattle for your, well, we don't say the brand, but your, we we don't say the brand, but the the actual, those bagels, you can have even more of those. The the cream cheese, the no brand cream cheese bagels. Travis Bull Johnson for U.S. Congress. Go check him out. We should probably put his website on here. Defy the power and stitches and glitches. They make the best tumblers 
ever. Like, just straight up ever. ever. They make the best tumblers ever. out there. They are fantastic quality. They keep your hots hot, and they keep your colds cold for several, several hours. Oh, so many hours. And uh, they also customize their orders for free. They will customize your order for free, which is insane. You could end up having them make something that cost would cost hundreds of dollars anywhere else. But for them, no. Same price as if you just had to make you a plain one. So get your... Get your custom orders there by going to Defy the Power and Stitches and Glitches.com. DefyThePower.com and Stitches and Glitches. I didn't want to, like, don't do all of that together.com. DefyThePower.com, Stitches and Glitches.com. Stitches and Glitches.com. That's all of our sponsors. So the Supreme Court. Yes. As we know, it's Supreme Court season. And it's been a kind of lackluster one so far this year outside of the leak. Uh, but they still have not officially announced that case. And I'm certain that we will talk more about it when that case is officially announced. Yes. And boy, I, I bet they do it on the same day that they do the uh, gun control one. Uh, just to really... <laughs> just, to... <laughs> yeah. God, just to drive both of those home. Like just Howard Dean at the... 2004 um can you imagine derailing your likely presidency with that with a yard (laughs) because i just i mean this has nothing to do with what we're talking about but you brought it up uh the reason John McCain lost to George Bush wasn't because George Bush was popular. It was because if you didn't like George Bush, it was because of the Iraq War, which John McCain supported. Or it was because of the Patriot Act, which John McCain helped write. Yep. It was like, it was similar to like, uh, you know, oh, uh, Mitt Romney being against, you know, running against Obama. Well, you didn't like Obama because of Obamacare, which Mitt Romney did as Romney care in Massachusetts. So <laughs> had Howard Dean. Obamacare was based on Romney. It was care. literally based on, on Romney care. And so, you know, Romney would say how terrible Obamacare was and how much it was destroying health care. And he was right. And then Obama would go, well, you know, I was just uh, copying it off of uh, Romneycare, which you did in your state. And, he, and then Mitt Romney would go, well, but it should be left to the states. You ruined health care. Had Howard Dean, this is a hot take if there ever was one, had Howard <laughs> Dean gotten the nomination for president, I personally believe that he would have won because even though he himself wasn't all that super likable and he was kind of like off-putting in ways, people were sick of George Bush and the wars. They were sick of the war in Iraq. They were sick of like the infringements on their civil liberties from the Patriot Act. The one thing they could keep hitting John John, uh, Kerry on was you supported everything that you're attacking him for. And then when politically convenient... You flip-flopped, and they hit him all day long. Flip-flop, flip-flop. Like, they, they, they hit him all day long. And John Kerry was was scared to say that George W. Bush lied. Do you remember that, Matt? It was like this, like, weird thing in politics that was like, 
oh, did he call him a liar? That's like a third rail to accuse the other one of lying. And Howard Dean's over here going, he's a liar, he lied, he's a liar, and he lied yep. to us because he's a liar. Like, he yeah, would... It... Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, that was 4, 2004. Yeah, 04, um, yeah. Yeah, that was 04. And, like, I remember thinking, Howard Dean's going to win, Howard Dean's going to win, and then the... Yeah. happened. Yeah. Which is still my favorite moment in politics ever. Um, the the only the no, only fantastic. one that comes close, the only one that comes close to 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 meeting that as my favorite, is uh, John McCain coming in when Trump was president and he had just had brain surgery, and he comes in to vote on the health care thing and he walks in, acting like the big shot that he really really wanted to be, and. Yeah. Everybody in the uh, everybody in the Senate just stops and looks at him, and he holds out his hand, like he's a Roman, like he's a a, a Roman uh, Caesar. I don't know what they're yeah. called. Uh, and he's just are they called Caesars? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I kept going. Were they all one family? That seems kind of yeah. No, they're Caesars because that's where Czar comes from. Czar is an abstraction of Caesar. Okay, cool. Gotcha. So yeah, like he's a Roman Caesar, and everybody stops and looks at him. And then when he knows he has the entire room's attention, he gives it the thumbs down, waves it off, turns around, and walks away. And I could I watched that clip for like an hour just looking at everybody's fate like that was Each my second favorite person's moment. reaction yeah <laughs> yeah um oh, it was so good but yeah like i i was like howard dean's gonna win then that happened and then i was like oh well okay now it's gonna be the boring guy that somehow has part ownership in heinz 57 that hates billionaires even though he married a billionaire um well he got his equity the old-fashioned way huh Huh? Like how the vice president got the vice presidency. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> oh, oh, I bet John Kerry's hair smells good too. <laughs> so, speaking of, the Supreme Court uh, ruled uh, six to three. Uh, against two men on Arizona's death row. This is a, a absolutely seamless segue, by the way. Uh, <laughs> two men on Arizona's death row who say that they received uh, ineffective assistance of counsel in state court. They're, they're public, uh, public defenders. Uh, and Supreme Court yep. says that federal courts reviewing their cases can't hold evidentiary hearings to assess their claims. In uh, <laughs> you know, like the whole reason why you would say whether or not someone should get a, a Tory trial. Yeah. Yeah. In Shen versus Ramirez and Jones, two men on Arizona's death row raised claims in habeas corpus proceedings that their trial attorneys were constitutionally ineffective. One for failing to investigate evidence suggesting his client could not have committed the crime um, because he wasn't there at the time the crime was committed. We can't judge on that, though. 
blame the other for failing to investigate her client's intellectual disability, which could have spared both of them the death penalty. One of them, it could have spared him the sentence. The, the, the conviction. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we can't judge that. Defendants convicted in state court uh, must first raise any constitutional infirmity with their conviction in state court. Is what they are now saying. So once the state gets the conviction, the defendant, and if it's, I believe, Jones, because I think Ramirez was the man who wasn't there, allegedly. uh, If it's Jones who has an intellectual disability uh if he gets convicted and sent to death row uh he now has to file another claim saying that his lawyer was not constitutionally uh what's the phrase constitute that his lawyer was constitutionally ineffective and he has to do this with an intellectual disability right Failure to do so procedurally defaults the claim and federal courts cannot review it. If nothing else for a death row case, on even the slimmest possibility that the person didn't do it, why would you not allow for every possible avenue to be to be looked at? Because they're going to die. Yeah. If they got it wrong, they're going to die having not done the thing. So in a famed case that I really should have put in here instead of just saying in Martinez. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to look that up. Martinez case um shin versus martinez um in shin versus martinez however uh the court recognized an equitable exception to the strict procedural default rule if a state allows a prisoner to raise a claim of ineffective assistance of trial counsel for the first time in post-conviction proceedings For an example, after the direct appeal concluded, a lawyer's ineffectiveness at that stage of the case can constitute cause to excuse the procedural default. So basically, if you bring it up at the the person who, that was weird. Um, If you, the person who uh, knows absolutely nothing about law, brings this up at the correct time, federal courts can then pick it up. However, if you fail to do so, federal courts cannot pick it up. Now, at the same and it time, says if a, this says if a state allows it. So if the state doesn't allow you to raise that and then you go to a federal appeals court and say they didn't allow me to raise that and I would like to call into question the effectiveness of my counsel and they go, sorry, uh, you didn't raise it at your state trial. You, the fact that they didn't let you do it. Uh, we can't appeal that. We can't let you appeal that at appeals court. Right. Yes, but not that. They should put the an asterisk next to appeals. 
you know, unless you're on death row. Yeah, unless um, you're on death row, then you're gonna be able. At the same time, the Anti-Terrorism and Effective Death Penalty Act forbids, with limited exceptions, the federal court from holding an evidentiary hearing if the defendant has failed to develop the factual basis of a claim in state court proceedings. Now, even Justice Clarence Thomas led off the questioning, which that is up until recently a very weird sentence to say because yeah, he was he famous for not saying anything yeah and then over the last two now. three years he's yeah he's become a real chatty kathy chatty kathy uh, chatty kathy speaking chatty kathy kathy thomas <laughs> <laughs> um he led off the questioning by noting that arizona's position that the statute governs would render uh martinez pretty worthless so he is, I'm going to point this out. He is saying uh, what this will do will default this other rule that has already been put into effect. Then he turned around also, and he wrote very vividly about the gruesome killings that happened in these cases, like really, really vividly. He put all of the detail he could into those. Um, Did he mention that the def- one of the defendants wasn't there? No, because that was not in the that was not ever brought up in trial because he had a ineffectual attorney. You know, there's ineffectual, and then there's doesn't <laughs> mention you weren't there. Like, can you imagine you're in a death row, you're a jury at a death row case and, you know, you hear about this gruesome murder and you go, man, I don't even know how I feel about the death penalty, but I know this guy's a menace. Holy crap. Yeah, no, I guess he's, you know, uh, we're going to you know, guilty and, and uh, you know, knowing that the judge might, you know, sentence to, to death and, uh, and then you get home and they're like, yeah, but uh, he wasn't there. The guy wasn't there when that happened. Wasn't Someone there. Else Someone else did. Who did it? I don't know. We don't know. But not no, no clue. No. That's clue. it. I mean, you want to talk about ineffectual? That is, mwah, that is ineffectual. That that is ineffectual. That is. So Thompson turned around and wrote for the majority, endorsing the state's position, and all of the other conservative justices were behind him, which actually shocks me for Gorsuch. Yeah. This is why people are like, you know, a lot of libertarians will say, um, well, you know, at least with Republicans, you know, you're going to get some uh, originalists in in uh, in the Supreme Court. No, you're not. No, you're going to get some bootlickers in the Supreme Court. And I would I would want to hear Gorsuch's reasoning on this one before I before I hit him on anything, because he's usually good. There has, there is a rare occasion that I have disagreed with him since he has been on the bench, and uh, I would like to I would like to see what it is that he is, uh, what his reasoning on this one was because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me based on anything that I have read about this case. 
Um, Thomas cited cases holding uh, that defendants are generally held responsible for their attorney's errors. <laughs> and noted that while in the, while that general rule does not apply when counsel is constitutionally ineffective, the Sixth Amendment does not guarantee a right to counsel at the post-conviction stage. Therefore, at this stage, the defendants were at fault. That is the most jurist. He's an originalist. I there's a, a there's originalist and so there's originalist and then there's they didn't specifically say post conviction originalist. This is like not funny, but like at this point, there are certain things that it's, you can it, only it, laugh it's, at. Yes, it's it's and truly I, and that's it's what like this, this is. This is like you almost have to laugh to keep from like freaking storming the. Uh, the castle <laughs> have fun storming the castle have, yes have, storming the castle specifically in the princess bride right that one the movie that one this is why <laughs> that one this is why the martinez court held that as a matter of equity ineffective assistance of post-conviction counsel could excuse the failure to raise a claim but yes. thomas Thomas concluded that case has no bearing when a congressional statute, in this case, the Anti-Terrorism Act, precludes such judge-made equitable rules. Yeah, okay. It's, you you are right where I was when I was researching this. Because, okay, so just so everybody is 100% clear, when I first saw that it came, like it came across my feet, I thought that they were releasing two guys from death row one of whom wasn't even at <laughs> he wasn't even where the crime was committed and i was like oh great we're going to talk about this and then i didn't look anything else up to talk about and then as i read more into this i said no this is important to talk about um even though it didn't go the way that i thought it had initially and it breaks my heart and just makes me want to just laugh about everything because nothing matters anymore. This is clown world. Like it is, this is here. Thomas puts it Congress foreclosed respondents proposed expansion of Martinez when it passed the anti-terrorism and effective yep. death penalty act. Cause fuck the bill of rights. Or even just the basic common sense of the idea of due process includes the whole process. From beginning. He all didn't the way up do it. Murder him. I so I, I yeah, right up right up to the very moment that you murder the guy. And yes, right. that's what it is. When you when you premeditate to kill someone in a non defensive way who poses no immediate threat to you, that is murder. Whether you think That's it's murder. justified or not, I don't want to get into a death penalty argument with you. It is from a from an ethical and moral and definitional standpoint, murder. So, uh, <laughs> I, 
I, I, but this is insane. So Thomas cited a discussion from a dissent by Chief Justice John Roberts in Trevino versus Thaler, a case that applied Martinez that argued that the scape of Martinez was uniquely narrow. He also cited the late uh, Justice Antonin Scalia, uh, who dissented from Martinez itself, which shockingly, Thomas joined, uh, that predicted that the decision would put significant strain on state resources. Good. Good. Yes. If you want to kill a guy, Good. you have to strain your resources, okay? On this front, Thomas uh, complained that the sprawling evidentiary hearing held by the district court in Barry Lee Jones' case, which involved 10 witnesses, including various investigators, forensic pathologists who did not testify at trial. Yes, because this short lawyer sucked. <laughs> the wholesale relitigation of Jones's guilt, Thomas wrote, is plainly not what Martinez envisioned. So this is why I am not a Supreme Court justice. Because at some point, possibly multiple points, probably multiple points during this trial or during this hearing, I would have stood up put my head to the sky and screamed out, he wasn't there. And then I would have looked to each side because I assume I'd be in the middle. Maybe I'd be at the end, whatever, to make sure I was looking at all of my you fellow justices. Chief justice? <laughs> yes. I, I don't even know that I'd be chief justice, but I'd be maybe somewhere middling, you know, let's say, okay, okay, we'll say I'm all the way in the fringe because they hate me, right? Because I do this all the time. So I stand up, make sure I get everyone's eye contact and go, he wasn't there. He didn't do this. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. And anytime anyone spoke, I say, he didn't do it. He wasn't even there. And they're and going then- to execute him. And he didn't do it. And then when they talk about the other one, I'm going to be like, he has an IQ of six. You stand up and you're like, hey, conservative justices, we all saw the Project Veritas of the Twitter employee who was saying that you can't believe anything Elon says because he's mentally challenged. This guy is well beyond Elon on that spectrum. Yes, this guy is way dumber than Elon Musk. Way Maybe dumber. just not kill him. Also, the other one didn't do it. Can we relitigate that? Can, can we check to see if he was in the zip code? Yeah, can we, can we was relitigate he in the, area code? the fact that he wasn't there? And that's why I'm not a Supreme Court justice. Thank you. So basically what the Supreme Court has done here is uh, they have put the burden of. I don't even know how to say hearsay. <laughs> someone said in the in the uh, someone said in the, in the comment. Who, yeah. So uh, uh, Charlotte so, Ray Allen said hearsay. <laughs> So they have put the burden of a procedural, a procedure uh, on the defendant 
who doesn't know Things. legal procedure. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> He doesn't know anything. And the other one knows that he wasn't there. I don't know much, but I do know they shouldn't be killing (laughs) someone of what wasn't there. They're going to put down Forrest Gump. And I, like... I mean, I wouldn't have an issue with that, but... Just kill that movie. Well, the movie... It's no Titanic, right? You know. (laughs) Forrest Gump's just a stupid movie. Oh, you know what? I haven't heard your Forrest Gump rant. There there isn't one. It's it's like Okay, good for you, Tom Hanks. I almost said Cruz. Good for you, Tom Hanks. Uh you won for Philadelphia the year before and then you got this movie where you literally don't change your inflection for two and a half boring hours where you're just like mama always said life is like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get jenny 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 i was running and you just stayed in the same cadence for the entire movie it's like when dustin hoffman won for uh rain man like you just stay in the same cadence the entire time uh it's not it's whatever and then somehow this simpleton to the to the left on the spectrum from elon musk um he ends up like going through history and affecting all of it with his monotone voice and getting somehow not getting hepatitis c uh which his terrible love had which is terrible lovehead who's still not as terrible as rose from titanic who's much worse much worse than jenny and i will oh uh, exponentially worse exponentially worse because i bet you i get you i bet you rose was handing off the clap to people they just didn't talk you know and she got it she got it from jack um She she got it from the guy that she, she got it from Jack banged in a stranger's car, yeah. in the lower levels of the type the of the Titanic, uh, while her fiance was looking for her up yeah. in the rich people area, and, and while was, while he's concerned about you know his fiance, in the back of his head he's like, well at least I don't have the clap, <laughs> yet, yet. I love that the whole justification uh, for, like, why Billy Zane's character was, like, bad and it's cool that, like, his fiance is cheating on him is that he was, like, kind of rude to someone who was hitting on his fiance. He was a rich guy in 1911? 10, 11, 11, yeah. Yeah, some, yeah, somewhere in there. He he was an exceptionally rich guy who got a ticket on the world's most prestigious sea voyager, and he was a little rude to the people who were working there and the people who were riding for free. You know, I am a big fan of people being kind to everybody. Yes, absolutely. But that does not make one a villain 
I would imagine making the trek to leave your home, to start life anew in a new country with a new family mm. is a little stressful. And you don't need to deal with the burdens of, say, some street urchin trying to bang your girl. That's one less problem he could have had. It is. He it had a hundred problems. He, that was the that 99. was the real problem. He had ninety nine. Ninety nine, but then he also had the problem of a right. of a bitch. He also had that other one. And yeah, it's Well then he got the clap, so he had hundred and one problems. Well, they never hooked up again after that. Oh. Well that's good. She probably so that's probably how her husband died. After decades of After decades. bravely battling chlamydia. <laughs> she gave it to her aging husband. Let him just drift away and never to speak of him again. But so the, far the, the, that when... Go ahead. So far that when she dies at the end, spoiler alert, she dies at the end. Um, you know, she was like 108. Um, she drops this stupid thing into the ocean that everybody's there looking for, but no, she couldn't give that up. She had to give that generational back to wealth for her family, for any <laughs> and a cultural enrichment for the world, and she throws it in the sea because she's a fucking bitch. Okay, now she's now awful. just an awful person. Here is the good. Here is the, it ended, it was a happy ending. And here's why. The reason that she joined Jack, who was also a, a bad person, the reason she joined Jack and not her husband is because they're burning in hell. <laughs> because if that where was they belong, Where they belong. Where they belong. If that was poor, long-suffering husband. Yes. Honey, why do I have all these sores on my butt? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I must have given you super herp. Um, <laughs> super herp. That's a great... Let's end our episode on super herp. Because in all fairness, like, you know that they went to hell. They had to have gone to hell. They Jack yeah. and Rose did not meet in heaven because heaven would not be the last day on the Titanic. <laughs> it just wouldn't. Yeah, that's right. They were reliving that tide. That's their ring on the inferno. Right. Yeah, that's their that's Just their constant. Loop. Oh, he drowned. Oh, maybe next time I'll let him on my little freaking gigantic piece of flotsam. And then the next day, no, definitely not. This is all for me. Hell, can you imagine being Jack and you're like, oh, thank God, at least I'm here. I don't have to deal with her again. And then she's there, and it's like me for eternity, schmuck. I bet, I bet in the uh, in the version before she got there, he at least got to freeze to death while lying on the thing. Right? Yeah, he at least got to be on the board. And then she gets there. She's she like, "No, nah, you got it. You got to go. I'll never let go. I'll never let go." Just toss him right into the ocean. To which he somehow let go, exhales. Jack. I'll never let go. Literally, like I'll never let go. Boom! Off you go. I let go. <laughs> oh. You're not breathing because I was too big of a stuck-up, pretentious bitch to let you get on this board. We didn't rotate at all. 
I'll never let go. I'll never let go. You dead yet? Dead? Can you hear me? Okay, all right, okay. See you in hell. And then let me build this beautiful life where I have children and grandchildren with this. All man the kids have clap too. It's I disgusting. Secret, yeah, like it's just generational clap, just passed down. <laughs> No. It's the legacy. It's their legacy. That's why. That's why you never see her daughter's husband. Oh, because his face is all mangled from the clap. Yeah, either that or because when you're born with it, you get a special kind of clap resistance to it. So you just get a little like you know woogity occasionally. But when then you go and and some unsuspecting poor bastard marries you and and you, you consummate and then he's like honey why is all my body itchy i don't know the symptoms of the clap but <laughs> i think it just burns when you like, pee we've turned it into like elephantitis and like a few like we've, we've it's <laughs> like monkey pox <laughs> it's monkey pox it's what is it called i don't know it's terrible i don't know i don't know i think we clap have, actually we have generational clap. easily too <laughs> yeah, i think I it's think, like yeah, an antibody you know, like penicillin yeah, or I'm gonna look that up. Actually. Yeah, no, I think it's easy. But I like the idea of generation. I'm pretty certain that from... you just get you just get rid of it. It's like it's yeah, like no, syphilis. I think it's, I, yes, chlamydia can be easily cured with antibiotics. Yeah, it's like syphilis is easily cured, but if you let it go, then your brain starts rotting and you go around. Her family workers. is a giant multi generational <laughs> Tuskegee experiment where she will never <laughs> just break it to them. What is the clap cause? Let's find out together. That's the real story of the Titanic. Which Folks, is just more proof that Rose is a terrible human. Oh, got garbage monster. Absolute trash bin. Rose Dawson. Dumpster woman. In hell. Folks, thanks so much for just tuning in to this episode. awful human being. God, she's awful. Thanks. For tuning, we're going to talk more about this later. Thanks for tuning into this. This is the kind of content you get as a subscriber. If you go to anchor.fm slash muddiedwater slash subscribe, you too can hear even more about the fictional characters of movies that Matt Wright hates a lot and doesn't wish that their story had been told because it wasn't real anyway. Do you remember that then they were selling like glass replicas on like home shopping tv and you'd see the ad oh, the, heart of, like, the, the heart of the whatever and you'd hear and they would like play and they would say and they'd say and you can have this now for only like five fifteen installments of 99.99 and it was like from the finest cubic zirconium and i'm like well at least you don't i mean you get it it's you're being ripped off but at least you don't end up with the clap the clap you don't get super clap i guarantee you this Look, is the most number of times we've said the clap in all of our episodes combined just in this one yes 100 percent. yeah lunatic libertarian says matt hates hates james cameron and yeah that's so i used to love james cameron don't get me wrong used to love james cameron after up to true lies Everything since then has been absolute garbage. You didn't Just like uh, CGI Fern Gully? <laughs> I prefer to call it CGI Dances with Wolves uh, yeah. because Dances that with Wolves be is a better movie. Yeah. Here, let me it's take basically, this movie 
that one best director was nominated for all of these awards and i'm gonna make it worse and to yes just take an absolute bitch slap to the face of my ego uh i'm gonna lose best director to my ex-wife who i left because i thought i was too successful for her that's funny that's funny Catherine Uh, Bigelow was just like if she had walked up on that stage to accept that best director award that year when James Cameron had just lost and stood there and raised both of her hands and was like I'm queen of the world and stared at him and then just turned around and walked away I would say that I would have that would have been the best thing to have one of my top 10 happiest moments of my life yeah I'm happy just thinking about it. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in for this highly informative <laughs> episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, next week we're doing this the same way. So uh, tune yeah. in on uh, – is, is Jason doing his thing on Friday? So um, – And are you questions. doing your thing Thursday? I don't, you got good questions. Uh, so, so I don't know if Jason has a guest because nobody is listed on the calendar. Okay. I don't know if I have a guest because nobody is listed on the calendar. Um, so we will, we're, we're going to find out the rest of this You're week together. Shocked. Like I know a lot of the people are in Reno. That for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Whatever. So Jason says he has a special coming up on on Thursday morning. Jason on Thursday morning, Jason has a special coming up. You're going to have to tune in Thursday morning to find out more because we don't have anything on it. It's a special. It's a tune in Thursday morning for the special and then tune in possibly on Thursday night at eight and then also possibly on Friday at two or not. Also, if you're going to Reno for whatever reason, come find me because I'll be there too at booth number 27, I think. At the, oh, also, think. if uh, anybody out there, I got I got to plug this really quick. Uh, if yeah. anybody out there uh, is like me and like Spike and doesn't partake in drugs or alcohol. Drugs, um, yes. What's that? No, I said drugs. Drugs or, yeah, drugs or alcohol. Or alcohol. And uh, yeah, and you are looking for a uh, respite away from those. Uh, Drew yes. Cook, yep. Drew Cook of the Clean Libertarian. He is. He's getting a. Uh, he's getting a room, and they're going to be having a clean libertarian party. So that way, you have a place to go without the pressures of using if you don't want to uh That's he's awesome. also in huge huge for him uh he's bringing a bunch of narcan yeah uh in and case fentanyl, anybody ods in fentanyl, narcan yeah. and fentanyl testing strips yeah so if you are yeah, partaking strips make sure you're taking safely go over get the fentanyl test make sure it's not going to freaking kill you and if you're you know if you're if you overdose we got yeah be sure if you're going to be around people that are doing a bunch of drugs get some narcan you know just make sure everything if you're going to do it do it as safely and mitigating as much harm as possible and uh you you don't want to get woogity
or, or die. Riggedy, 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 riggedy wrecked, son. Yeah, you don't want to get riggedy um, wrecked. You don't want to riggedy wreck yourself. So check yourself. That's right. And if you're deciding not to do drugs, uh, and you uh, um, are, you know, want to be with others who are doing the same, uh, then yes, the sober caucus. It's called the Libertarian Party Sober Caucus, or Sober Caucus of the Libertarian Party. Uh, then uh, be sure to hit Drew Cook up and uh, be a part of that. I'm, I'm definitely at least going by a, there to see them. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's I love Drew. He's a fantastic guy. So uh, so yeah, come check us out. Uh, and then uh, on Tuesday, join us right back here. Same muddy time, same muddy place for another amazing episode of the Muddied Waters of Freedom. Matt, for the if last someone were to, scheduled live episode. The last that we know of live scheduled live episode we're probably still going to do like live specials we actually are going to do live specials we're doing an election night special we're going to do maybe even just hangout times and stuff like that but as a scheduled thing it's going to be way better this new way uh in two weeks uh so matt if someone were to try to find us on that there internet is that even possible and if so how it is possible including being able to find us on all of your favorite Great day in the morning, Great day uh, including in the morning. being able to find us on all of your favorite social media uh, platforms and your preferred social or nope, your preferred podcast. There app. we go. Yep. You can find us over at the wonderful and you are one of those people who don't enjoy looking at our boyish good looks and wonder what sort of moisturizer we must use to stay so youthful and glowing. I couldn't answer that question. It's whatever super fan Sarah Anderegg uses. Um, I think it's called Serave or Keyrave or Serive. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no clue. Uh, and instead, enjoy listening to the sultry sounds of the dulcet tones of our voices. Head on over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. While you're there. <laughs> She's not here. She's listening in the car. Oh, man. Well, that's that means that she's got to try to drive safely while listening to this. Either that or she's just going to change the channel. Oh, don't do that. It's almost <laughs> over. It's almost done. While it's almost you're done. at anchor.fm slash muddied waters, you can do things like leave us messages. Yeah. That we will play live. The on the air next week and then after and that then it will be pre-recorded and you will be able to hear it at a later time yes but also go to and you won't anchor.fm slash money water slash subscribe become a subscriber <laughs> and if you become a subscriber soon you will be getting so much more content you will also have access to oh, things like the short movie that the short film that I penned and won an award for. Wow. And the table That's read awesome. of the full length that I am currently working on. And you can hear yes. how offensive I can truly be. Get some good full length content. Because I hold back on this show. We both do. <laughs> we bo- that is very true. Especially me, but yes. You also get special discounts at the Muddied Water store. Yes. And at 
defy the power and stitches and glitches. And I know there's more stuff that you get, but I don't remember what it is. But you get so much, so, so sign up today. But you get anchor.fm so slash muddy water slash subscribe. Yes. Or you can find this and every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. That is fantastic. I'm going to go there right as soon as this thing ends right now. Folks, thanks so much again for tuning in. We love you. We will see you tomorrow night, possibly. Well, tomorrow morning. Or no, Thursday morning. uh, Thursday morning. And then possibly Thursday night, possibly Friday afternoon possibly this weekend if you're in reno then right back here next tuesday folks we love you so much thanks for being a part of this and where we're going we don't need roads